You're listening to The Dollop on the All Things Comedy Network. This is an American history podcast. Each week, I, Dave Anthony, read a story while secluded in a room to my friend, Gareth Reynolds. Who is secluded in a kitchen and has no idea what the topic will be about. That's true. You don't. Do you want to just, did, for, just, just for fun, do you want to list uh, a few of your... The things that are associated with you, your Dave Anthony. I'm just sort of starved for attention and talk. What do you? What do you? I don't know what you're. Yeah, I'm Dave Anthony, shorts wearer, drinker of tea, dog petter. I am a dog petter. That is true. I do pet a dog. So do those. Now, where is this come? Where is this coming from? I just feel like maybe I. Maybe I was just, I've just had a lot of time to think and I just feel like maybe I was shutting it down because the world was our oyster and, and then, and now I kind of don't get to see or talk to anybody. So I just feel, I've been thinking about it and I think people like that when you did that. So maybe you do that again. Isn't it a little bit too late when, you know, when you crush a man's spirit, you know, when you, when you, well, use when that, do use that Dave it. Anthony, this, uh, crushed spirited fella. What? You know? Okay. Grudge holder. <sighs> Unable to compromise leader. What? <laughs> that's know. not even a that's not even a thing. Come on, man. We're just spitballing. All right, start recording. Let's do one. All right. A watch wearer. <laughs> Owner of earbuds. <laughs> Pourer of dog food into bulls. Dave oh. Anthony. Oh, yeah. Woo! Yeah, <laughs> free bird. Is that is that yeah? Is that free bird? Okay. Free bird. And called it quote his jam pad. Jam pad. I'm the fucking hippo guy. Dave, okay. My name's Gary. <laughs> My name's Gary. Wait, is it for fun? And this is not going to become the tickling podcast. Okay. This is like Adam on a five part coefficient. <laughs> Now hit him with the puppy. You both present sick arguments. <laughs> no sleep tell hippo. No sleep tell hippo. Action part. Hi, Gary. No. Nicely done, my friend. No. No. Rhoda. Rhoda at the court. Nineteen seventy-six. Whoa. Year of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's right. That's right. Yes. Jordan Goudreau was born in a suburb of Calgary, Alberta. Okay. Of the famous Alberta. Sure. Both his great-grandfather and his grandfather were in the military. Okay. His father, Paul, said, quote, he's got a family full of military people. All right. Very mm-hmm. straightforward. Not much. Jordan was, ra- <clears throat> Jordan was raised in an upper middle class family neighborhood. His friends described him as intense and competitive. Okay. All right. I'm wondering what the enemies say. He was into video games and kung fu movies. Well, there you go. Adds up. And he enjoyed brawling. Okay. So it's so this person has a violent tendency. Is this person oh. is bred for violence? Um, he once got into a fight in high school. Oh, was that what we're calling him? Yeah. Well, because Pitbull the grown-up's taken. No, well, I mean, I don't think he's actually known as Pitbull the grown-up. 
Well, now he is because we got two. <laughs> Once getting into a fight in high school uh, that involved a weapon. So that's how into fighting he was. Okay. He brought a weapon to a Canadian high school fight. Okay. <laughs> he went to the University of Calgary and got a degree in computer science. Sure. Unexpected turn, I think. Yeah. Uh, after he graduated from college, he Jordan joined the Canadian military. All right, finally. Which I didn't even I didn't even know they had one. That's very exciting. They do. Yeah, it's in a yeah, it's in a little shanty. There's six of them. Mm-hmm. Hats are on backwards. Mm-hmm. Trying to go out to the, they go out to the ice fishing hole. Yeah, yeah. Get some ice. We uh, any wars? No, but uh, no. I uh declared war on this trout. He just doesn't know <laughs> it yet. Uh, 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 hopefully uh, uh we don't uh reach a treaty oh god bert, bert you're funny you're a funny one yeah really are. and uh, and just to be clear your parents were irish and then they brought you here when you were four right yeah right okay yeah that's why i talk all weird yeah that's what it sounded like so i just wanted to that's right oh it's getting thicker is it good that my 11 year old does a better british accent than me well, I'll say this. You start early, it helps. So, yeah. But I do like any time he dominates you, so it's great. Yeah, everybody does. Yeah. Uh, but being in the military wasn't enough. Jordan wanted more. <laughs> okay. Or should I say more than the Canadian military? What he wanted was to be in the U.S. military. Well, there you I was just going to say. That's where the absolutely. good times are. Yeah, right. Yeah. Download the new model, bro. That's right. Yeah. Uh, so he left the Canadian military after a year. He went and lived in Washington uh, with a relative, Bobby McDonald. Can you he imagine, told her, Can you imagine how crazy you sound to people in the Canadian Army, where it's probably just very relaxed, and you know you're probably crawling through some foxholes and stuff, but it's pretty chill to be like, yeah, you know, I, I kind of like the way the Americans are doing it, and like head down <laughs> here to join ours. There literally isn't anything that anyone anywhere should say. I like how the Americans are doing it. Yeah, like truly, the yeah, like, yeah, like yeah, the only the only way that a Canadian should come to America for anything is if they tripped and fell here. That's right. Uh, so he tells his relative that the U.S. Army would challenge him more. Uh, he lives with Bobby. He's in. He's now in his mid twenties. He told Bobby the U.S. Army had recruited him and offered him seventy five thousand dollars. Sure, like a free agent football player. Yeah, because that's what the army does. Yeah, they go yeah, no, and they, they scout. They scout they, Canada. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, they just yeah they go watch like Canadian drills and there's just scouts on the field just like hey that Jordan guy number nine what's his deal? I like the way he stabs. He seems uh, like he's got a screw loose. We might take that. Oh, kid. He really gets his uh, his legs up, doesn't he, when he runs? Really out of his mind. Is he eating the stuffing out of that dummy? Yeah, we've told him to I'll not do that. that Jordan, guy. Jordan. I want that guy now. Uh, no, I, Jordan's got a lot of problems. I don't know if you want Jordan. He ain't a dog. How bad are the problems? Because the military, we really like people with problems. Really bad. He's a ticking time bomb. All he needs is an inciting moment. Okay, now there's going to be a bidding war. <laughs> uh, so you're joining the Air Force and the Navy, Jordan. So Bobby said Jordan was arrogant and off-putting mm-hmm. uh, and a little bit odd. She once asked him to pick up a loaf of bread on his way home, but Jordan told her, quote, he didn't know how to do that, 
Yeah, well, to be fair, I mean that's uh, that's not it's not something that you you know. I mean, if you're not taught, it's like shaving. How do you know? I mean, I love a guy that is so doesn't care that he doesn't even try to make up an excuse. Yeah, the the oh, uh, uh, someone who has a fully hollowed out lie just ready to be busted on just to like placate you is pretty. That's a solid position to be in. It really is. Hey, would you do the littlest thing for me? I don't know how to walk. But so I can't because I don't I don't want to. Uh, it just sounds like a huge pain in the ass. So yeah. shut up, I guess. I don't know. What's the Can you pretend like you don't know me from now on? <laughs> Not now. Jerkin. Uh but D- Jordan did end up. Joining the U.S. military after I really thought you were going to say that he got the loaf of bread, which I was going to be like, that's great. I know. Yeah, he never got that. Okay. Uh, He became a member of Charlie Company in the 1st Battalion, 10th Special Forces Group, which is actually a very difficult company to get into. So he's he's legit. He's not not the weirdo we would expect him to be. Right. He was part of a unit that dealt with counterterrorism in Europe and was deployed to Iraq and Afghanistan. Uh, so he's a Green Beret. That's what we're talking about. Wow. Uh, Green Berets who served with him said Jordan was a gifted soldier who was very charismatic. Okay. That feels like the first straightforward compliment we've gotten for him out of mm-hmm. any group of friends or enemies. Yeah. It's good. And no one likes him until, until soldiers. Until the Green Berets. Like yeah. Uh, one said, quote, he was incredible. He was who you wanted in the trenches with you. But Jordan was also a bit of a hothead. Right. He seemed to delight in in getting into fights. Okay. One night, one night he and a friend were leaving a restaurant in Stuttgart, Germany, when a group of dudes followed them and started giving them shit. Where are you going, fancy boys? What's you wearing? Not tight pants. God damn it. I'm sick of people Uh, mocking our loose pants. Jordan explained uh, what happened in a video he would make about his self-defense skills. <laughs> well, now, Dave, we might need to take yeah. a time out because <laughs> that's crazy. So he talks about what is probably, I guess, an unfolding assault in a self-defense video at some point he makes in some way to advertise his abilities, probably to monetize, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. That's right. (laughs) In the video, he says he took off his, quote, trendy button up fitted collared shirt best suited for going to the club. Sorry. Is this like one of those fake J. Crew stories where it's just like an L.L. Bean story? I took off my tightly fitted long johns (laughs) and my camping boot. So I'm glistening, right? I'm glistening. (laughs) Uh, and then he punched one of the guys. Okay. So I don't know if you know what self-defense is. Yeah. It's where you, I know what it is. It's where you take your shirt off and hit a fella. <laughs> it's, where you, it's where you take off your fitted collared shirt and yeah. then punch, punch a guy. A guy. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, of course. I know what self-defense is. Uh, Jordan claimed that, quote, his bro left running down the street. So he had to fight those guys alone. Some bro. Yeah. So he had to yeah. self-defend on his own. That's right. Yeah. Uh, but he's still a good soldier. One former Charlie Company soldier, uh, quote, he was an extremely talented shooter in a talented group of shooters. 
He told the Washington Post that he negotiated with warlords in Afghanistan and took part in difficult battles in Iraq. Quote, I did Seder City in 2006. I fucking watched Saddam Hussein hang. We fucked everybody up in that city. Well, I mean, to be fair, I think that's what Rumsfeld said going into it, wasn't it? <laughs> it's really not that much different. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's basically what the policy was. Yeah. Uh, his None of his claims could be verified by the Washington Post, though he did spend months in combat and was awarded three bronze stars. Jesus. Okay. All right. Uh, then in 2012, the you, Defense well, to Department... Be fa- might I, can I just say very quickly that mm-hmm. our, when we went into Iraq, that was self-defense. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Uh, they were near a country in which a guy was living in that did a thing. I'll go one step further. They hated us for our freedom, and that is uh, an initiation. Yeah. Thank you. So we freed them all yes. from their lives. Yep. Uh, then in 2012, the Defense Department began an investigation into accusations that Jordan defrauded the government of $62,000. Wow. Okay. This guy. Yeah. No loyalty. Uh, I bet you so, before, he, before he stole the money, he took his shirt off, too. Well, that's what you do. It's self-defense. It's self-defund. Uh, it was believed he made extra dough by claiming his wife was living in Brooklyn, from 2009 to 2012, instead of where she actually lived, which was Arizona, North Carolina. So the military pays more money for housing, depending on where you live. So if you're in Brooklyn, you get the most money. Right. Uh, uh, so basically he was skimming, right? Yes. But there was a wife in Arizona. There is a wife. There, there, the wife is real. She's not a fake wife. Okay. She's a live wife. Okay. Thank you for Usually putting it don't so say that. <clears throat> well, that's how we talk here on the dollar. Uh, so no, in the end, no charges came, but he probably ended up owing money. That's what, uh, it sounds like. Okay. A friend of Jordan said he came to an agreement to pay back the money over time. When the Washington post asked him about it, he said, quote, it was nothing, man. Great. Okay. Well, thank you, Jordan. (laughs) Uh, I think we're pretty good on our end. I don't think there's anything else we... So just to be clear, the $62,000 in question, when we say to you, did you take that? Was that illegal? Your response is? It's nothing, man. It's nothing. Okay. Okay. Uh, and then there's also some violent history here, I guess. Maybe we'll just follow up on very quickly. Seems like you nah. have a bit of a Nah. Oh, this guy is charming as hell. Am I the only one who's just, I'm like putty in your hand. Uh, now, there, obviously, there's been a couple claims of murder now we just wanted to I'm gonna take off my shirt now well i'm glad we stuck around <laughs> god you are an absolute treasure i'm glistening so see are that? we see how i'm yeah, glistening that's great see how my see how my fist is balling up that's great this is great yeah this is great here we go can you do <clears throat> that into the tape recorder uh yeah great. what just dance into the tape recorder just because i want to be able to transcribe this later for my article <laughs> That's perfect, Jordan. Uh, In 2014, Jordan was injured. He told the Orange County Register that he was shot several times and, quote, blown up once. (laughs) Well, what? Sorry. What did you eat? Dynamite like a cartoon? (laughs) He got blown up once. Uh, Have you never been blown up? I would just. Well, then I think you just say that. What happened? I blew up. And I got a couple shots. You don't go, I was shot a couple times, and then obviously I exploded. (laughs) 
<laughs> I popped like so. a goddamn water balloon. You guys should have seen me. It's you're lucky I'm here. My pieces were all over. Thank God for Everywhere. my wife in Brooklyn. She stitched me back up together. Now I look like a hobo's pants. What? I should go. Self-defense. <laughs> the records indicate something else. He never uh, received a purple heart, which one would get if they were shot and blown up. Uh, he injured his back and got a concussion while parachuting. And then where? Jordan left the military. Uh, just, I, it, we don't know where, but I assume it wasn't in a combat situation. Okay, that's be. just what I want to make sure. Okay, gotcha. Because right. if it was in a combat situation, then I believe he would get a Purple Heart. And also then that would make sense. I thought what we were talking about was more of a civilian life where you're like, I was shot, I exploded, and I've been parachuting. <laughs> where did they deploy you? Uh, Arizona. Phoenix. Horrible <laughs> Arizona. It's hot. Phoenix area. Uh, so Jordan left the military in 2016 uh, for medical reasons and began collecting disability payments. Okay. Um, uh, from that point, he started drifting. He drove around the country on a motorcycle with a hammock. So wow. just, that actually sounds that is, like the best life that's, ever. I've, that, by the I, way, I, that, that's how I wish I was spending the pandemic. Yeah. And Dave, I, Dave, uh, excuse me, Gareth Reynolds, Washington Post. I just yeah, go ahead. recently got a hammock. I did. Uh, I agree with hammock, and, and I would like to say hammocks, and I've had one before, but I, I forget. It might be the greatest invention man yeah. has ever made. Yes. It's very good. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you can see me sleeping in my hammock on my Instagram, uh, David, Dave underscore Anthony underscore. Sure. It's a dumb name to pick. You got underscore at the end of your name, too? Yeah, I don't know. I don't oh, know. got the double don't underscore. Have, yeah, I'd it was done. Uh, so he's drifting, he's driving around a motorcycle hammock. Friends described him as scarred by war and devoted to mixed martial arts fighting. Okay. All right. I feel like that might make a pretty good martial arts fighter. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, in September, Hurricane Maria hit Puerto Rico. America being the wealthiest nation on earth. By the way, and on, in her defense, that was an act of self-defense. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, America, being the wealthiest nation on Earth, sent mercenaries to do stuff like hide the dead bodies. One of those mercenaries was Jordan. And being a mercenary apparently gave him an idea. Oh, fuck. Dave, wait. God damn it. What happened? Damn it. Well, now I just know we're, I know what we're in now. We're in one of these ones where I'm going (laughs) to. Can we just have a guy without testicles in this one or something? Those are just so... That's great. I'll sing like him. It'll be great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, All right. Anyway, this this mercenary has an idea. In February 2018, uh, some dickhead shot up Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland, Florida. 17 students were killed. This became known as the Parkland shooting. One month later, Jordan created... Not even one month later, a few days later, Jordan created Silvercore USA, a private security company. Silvercore began posting on Instagram montages of school shootings as Jordan narrated over them. Silvercore's website has photos and videos of Jordan shooting machine guns in Iraq, running up a pyramid without a shirt on, flying on a private jet, and wearing an army backpack with a rolled up American flag hanging out. Hmm. Okay. The website claimed Silvacore had run operations in over 50 countries. And this is the website he just started? 
Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, the company's just a, a few days old. They move fast. Advisors included ex-diplomats, military strategists, and CEOs, none of whom were named. Okay. So Silicor also That's good. That's, by the also, way, that's yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's hard to sure. poke holes through. That's right. Silvercor also claimed to have, quote, led international security teams for President Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. In July 2018, Jordan was in Can Orlando. I just say, as a, as a listener, there's a lot of cool buzzwords floating around right now. That are Oh, yeah. Me. Yeah, no, you're, you want in, whatever it is yeah. you want in. In July 2018, Jordan was in Orlando at a school safety conference where sleazy hucksters from around the country tried to convince freaked out school superintendents that their security company could protect students from being shot. Mm -hmm. (sighs) He told the Sun Sentinel newspaper, quote, I saw Parkland and I was like, well, nobody's really tackling this, so I want to fix it. Mm -hmm. Man, (laughs) isn't that? Isn't yeah. that what you thought when you saw it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. That was the first thing I thought. I was my like, my yeah. first thought was, oh, I got this. Yeah, I know how to do yeah. this. My, the first yeah. thing I did was I set up a website where I was like, That's I right. got this. Yeah. Jordan stood out from the rest uh, at, at this uh, conference. Uh, he called himself a counter-terrorist. He had a buzz cut. He was in a tight gray suit and had his shirt unbuttoned down to his chest. <laughs> Some Germans might have been behind him. So, so he manned a booth, right? He has his own booth. Sure. While behind him on a TV screen, a video of himself talking played. Well, that's a good vibe. That's always a good. Uh, that's a good energy, right? When you're doing like a satellite conversation with yourself. And uh, now for more on Silvercore, we go to me in Iraq. Go ahead, Jordan. Thanks, Jordan. Here I am in the back of your booth right now trying to help you pitch Silvercore. Everything here could not be more restless, but don't worry. Silvercore's got it. We've been here for years, even though the website started two days ago. Back to you, Jordan. Thanks so much, me. (laughs) So Jordan called his version of school security clandestine. (laughs) Well, sir, it's I mean, finally, finally, someone's saying that. (laughs) Finally. So here's his pitch. He wanted to embed ex-special ops soldiers in schools posing as teachers. Uh, It's just, it's like... A great plan? It's like, what if 21 Jump Street did cocaine? (laughs) That idea is so, yeah. He thought if the students thought that they were actual teachers then the students might be willing to tell the soldiers how they were feeling. And some of them might even explain that they, they might want to shoot up the school. You know, what is kind of adorable mm-hmm. is it is a pitch for therapy deep down. Yeah, a little bit, but then so why would you just have a, why would you just have more therapists? Why would you not just have undercover therapists, <laughs> which is just such a better idea. Yeah. Uh, uh, Jordan at one point play acted how a conversation would go would go between a student and his mercenary slash wood shop teacher for potential uh, customers at a conference. Very, very shrewd to make it the wood shop teacher because any other teacher you're like, well, wait, but does he know French? Well, no, he doesn't know French, but uh, he's not really teaching. Yeah, but what are the kids learning? Well, I mean, you know, he's like uh, 
they're learning French. He just can't help teach them. Well, yeah, but they need teachers so they get smart. Well, they're not going to be smart if they don't have a chance to live. That's where my fake French mercenary comes in. Uh, this is Monsieur Protection. Hi, how are you? I don't, uh, I hate Paris. Okay, great. So let's just. Uh, <laughs> great. Good, really good. I like so if it. If you make it a woodshop teacher, it can be like a guy with a buzz cut who's just like, it's a two by four. It's like, see, look how appropriate he is in this class. So you want to know what he said? This is what he said. Of course I so do. He's got, he's got a group of guys around his booth and he goes, uh, so, so quote, he's just a, he's just a cool woodshop teacher. And then he, and then he, and then he does the play acting. Hey, what's up, fellas? I go, <laughs> I go sit down with a kid who's alone playing Dungeons and Dragons, and I just try to see whether there's any problems. <laughs> Dave, this is this this is why this is so bad. This is undercover bullies. This is like not. This is not. These are. This is not the person to be trying to find the empath, and I mean empath path to. Like, he's just like, all right, so he's a big fucking nerd who's never gotten laid, right? So I go over. I see he's got a bit of a limp dick. I spin my chair around. I sit down. I'm like, hey, Poindexter, why is your dick so limp? Maybe you just got to fuck someone. And he's like, but I can't. I can't. I go, hey, turn that frown upside down. We're getting you contact lenses. You're going to do some squats. Put him in the gym for two weeks. Next thing you know, he's dating Sheila on the cheerleading squad. Thanks to the (laughs) shop teacher. No, I just but. love I just love the idea that in the wood shop there's a like so yeah. I knew kids who played Dungeons and Dragons. Literally the last place they would ever play Dungeons and Dragons was in the wood shop or the metal shop. Yeah. Oh for well, yeah, for yes. And also they're not They didn't going want to this, be in there at but, all. But imagine a mercenary approaching this hypothetical child. Oh my god. Yeah. I mean so it's just great. like he doesn't have the tools. Yeah. <laughs> to send to send to send anybody with a combat first instinct, my guess is they're not going to get to the root of the issue as much as they're going to be like, well, have you thought about shooting the school? Uh, excuse me, uh, Dave. Uh, no, you're not allowed to do it. Do not suggest that to him. Well, it's just he seems so disgruntled. That seems like the quickest way to fix. Do not suggest yeah, that to him. Well, he's such a weak little bitch. I no, no, no. I understand he's a weak little bitch, but we're here to not make him a weak little bitch. Now, find out if he, sh- I think we fucked this hey. kid up. What? You guys, what? I'm right here. I can hear you. Look, look. <laughs> All right. Look, we've talked to each other and we've decided. Hold on. I'm going to roll. I got no, no, an 18. No. I got an 18. You're both dead. You're going to have to fight one of us in the quad. <laughs> uh, Jordan said his new Florida private security firm, Silver Corps. USA were in discussions with a few Florida schools, quote, were the counter-terrorist component of the military special operations and were all retired guys. Just what you want in a school. I feel like you just cut a hole in my stomach and everything went out of me with that sentence. (laughs) Jordan never explained exactly what his ex-soldiers would be teaching, but he did have the price plan all figured out. Pricing would what? Pricing would happen not through the school districts, but rather parents would be charged eight ninety nine a month for each student. Quote, the beauty of it is it's, I it's mean, all it's, uh, for the it's, price of a Netflix subscription. I was just going to say, we're getting rid of Netflix so that uh, you can have a uh, armed mercenary guard in your class. I'm sorry, teacher. 
And the, the thing is, I bet you there would be like, oh, oh, I, uh, I bet oh, you tons. in the, I bet you in the hands yeah. of somebody who was like, I know, uh, soldier, I know people who have this training who probably could actually help you in some way. It's just not going to be the person who sets up the price plan first. That's right. Uh, he, he said he wanted to do this, have the, te- the parents pay him directly, because uh, that would help him stay independent from the school district's change command, which yep, is definitely perfect. something you want. Yep, for sure. Totally. Uh, totally. No one knows if... No we one had, knows. We, no, Dave, real quick, we had laws at one point, right? There were these sort of uh, things not, that we had, right? Not, not that I remember. Okay. Because at one point, I feel like somebody was flagging stuff. Like somebody. I don't like, hey, think so. Okay, great. Okay. I don't remember that at all. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, no one knows if any, school, if any schools purchased the services of Silver Corps, but someone who did use the company was President Donald Trump. Silver Corps worked at a Trump rally in Charlotte, North Carolina, in October 2018. Uh, so he he you know he was just one of several companies that were hired to do security at right, a rally, okay. right? right. He also did security for a Richard Branson, the British owner of uh, of airplanes, Virgin, uh, trying to destroy the uh, British healthcare system. That guy. He did security for a Richard Branson concert in February 2019 that the billionaire held on the border of Colombia and Venezuela under the auspices of getting aid into Venezuela. Uh, apparently, apparently ending sanctions wouldn't get aid to those people. So you have a big charity instead. Yeah. Also, that the, is so that's so true. If you're him working that event, I mean, it just shows that you're purely you have. Yeah, you have no because the United States is doing everything they can to undo that. So, yeah, uh, the concert was uh, also to support the self-declared president of Venezuela. <laughs> right. So uh, this is a Juan Guaido. Yeah. So uh, the, the whole Venezuela thing is very complicated, but uh, I, I think I can break it down very simply by saying for a long time, there was a socialist, very popular president. Uh, there were coup, attempted coups against him. Uh, then he died and uh, one of his seconds took over, Maduro. And uh, he has not had as good of a run, but uh, mostly the thing that's destroying uh, Venezuela are outside forces. Uh, particularly capitalism destroying a socialist country. And, uh, and then at some point there, there were definitely some shenanigans with Maduro. Uh, but here's the thing about Venezuela. Uh, just to put it very simply, uh, he has raised so many people out of poverty that it's astounding. And uh, he, ha- and that's why he hasn't been overthrown. Um, essentially it's white people against Brown people. And that's pretty much what's going on. And what the what they're trying to do is replace a socialist with a fascist. Yeah. So we can see what happened in Bolivia. That just went down in Bolivia. Uh, they overthrew the president uh, by saying that there were election shenanigans. Now there's a fascist in charge. Everybody was on board. Uh, Elizabeth Warren, all the, all the greats in the Democratic Party. And now it turns out that after a, a while, they did a study and they and they were like, oh no, there was actually no election shenanigans. Oh, so there's just a fascist fascist in charge now. Oh, that's cool. Oops, but you got rid of your socialists, so well. But also in Venezuela, we want to help the oil people. People, sorry, right, right. Whoopsies. 
there's no greater right now uh, example of lying propaganda in America than Venezuela. Both. Uh, and, so, and, and when and when real quick, when Trump brought it up at the State of the Union, both sides of the aisle yes. stood up and clapped. Yeah. Well, you, you can't you just you can't have a socialist country in in uh, anywhere in the southern hemisphere. But they also call the uh, other they call, Guaido, they call Guaido Democrat. They call him elected. Yeah, and he's Both not elected. Um, yeah. So anyway, Jordan posted a video on Instagram of himself standing near the concert stage with the caption, quote, controlling chaos on the Venezuelan border where a dictator looks on with apprehension. <laughs> oh, yeah, is- man. Fuck yeah, bro. I, what is your reaction if you see that in your feed? I'm like, ah. Well, I, I'm laughing. I think I'm like, it's just insane. Like, how is that blocking. in my <laughs> During his time in Colombia, Jordan realized there was an opportunity for Civil Corps to help with Trump's efforts to get rid of Venezuelan President Maduro. And while Jordan was there, he met retired Venezuelan General Cleaver Alcala. Now, Alcala was the leader of a bunch of ex-Venezuelan officers and uh, who were plotting to overthrow Maduro from Colombia. And then there's a bunch of businessmen there, so it's all the it's all the rich guys who bailed, and it's and it's. Right. I mean, most of them are in Florida, but a lot of the rich guys who bailed are on the border. Uh, and then there's a bunch of ex-soldiers uh, who also want to take them out. Okay. Uh, there have been some recent attempts on Madero in 2017. A helicopter pilot threw grenades at government buildings as he flew over. Now, can we uh, just say, while completely an act of terrorism and violence, that. It is that to me sounds like somebody forgot a couple things that morning and had to kind of rush to put the plan together. Or somebody likes the 70s because that's a very 70s sort of move flying just, over something and throwing out helicopters, uh, th- grenades. I mean, throw it, throw it, just tossing. I mean, it's old school when you when you it's are the launcher. Old. Yeah. 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 Uh, uh, a year later, drones were used to try to kill Maduro during a parade. That's right. Uh, yeah. So a huge uh, parade, so, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. so uh, Alcala has, uh, now he, this guy also has ties to Maduro, the, um, the general, he had been a supporter of Hugo Chavez, who was Maduro's mentor and Alcala's brother was Maduro's ambassador to Iran. And Alcala was also wanted by the U S for drug trafficking. Okay. In 2011, the U.S. sanctioned him for trading surface-to-air missiles to Colombian guerrillas for cocaine. Yeah, which you're not would, allowed to do that, Dave. <laughs> it's just something you do. I mean, you have cocaine. You yeah. got yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I didn't know. I this I actually never realized that they actually sanction individual people. So they like freeze right. their, their <laughs> right. bank accounts. So that's what they did. They like I mean, sanctioned that's, that's, this dude. That's that's an international grounding. What, what, I, can't, I, can't, I got. I can't. They, said, I, they sanctioned me. Who you got? I specifically me. I was sanctioned. Who sanctioned the U.S. Sanctioned me. I can't get my money. I can only text five times a day because I'm under sanctions. It's such bullshit, too. They wouldn't uh, even hear from me. I'm under. They said four to six weeks. It's just crazy. Wow. Yeah. So where are you cashing your checks? Well, it's I can't real. First of all, most of the checks just go right to them because of the sanctions. Oh, you know? So I oh. send them my check, and then they just give me a big thing of butter and cheese and bread for the week because I'm under <laughs> sanctions, and then I got to stay inside because they put me under sanctions. It's so stupid, you guys. I am so miffed. Don't even get me started. Yeah, I mean, I can watch TV yeah, and yeah. stuff, but you know, it's just not the same. 
because you know, again, like yeah. I said, they're trying to bring me to my knees because um, you know, they put me under sanctions. So. All right. Well, we're going to a cocaine and money party. Oh, so. for fucks! What? Ah, <laughs> oh. sorry. Let, yeah. let, let, let me go. Let me go talk to them. Let me see I, if they know there's something like that. Maybe I can just do an extra week of sanctions, or I can do some yard work or something to make up for it. Oh, yeah, okay. so jealous, you guys. Yeah. All right, we're going to take off. If you just meet us there if you want to. If you can I just know I'm not going to be able to. I just have this government cheese. Just so talk just, to them. Um, the U.S. is very, like, this. they can give a the little. The last time I talked to them, we got into an argument, and they gave me another week and a half of sanctions and no pocket money. Oh, they're usually really malleable with this kind of stuff. No, nah, I don't know who you're talking to, but anyway, I should no, probably you remember when they you remember when they were like buddies with Saddam Hussein and then a few years later they were killing them? I mean, you just don't know which way they are. Like the whatever way is the wind blowing, then that's how they kind of are, you know. I just I just don't remember that last part, but everything else rings a bell. Anyway, have fun guys. I'm gonna probably right, make a fondue you. with my government cheese and bread. Okay. Sounds I'm under sanctions. Yeah. Have so much fun. Yeah. Bye. Bye. In Colombia, Jordan had a meeting with Alcala at the JW Marriott in Bogota after the concert. The Marriott was already the center for any exile who wanted to overthrow Maduro. Conference rooms were reserved. <laughs> okay. Just seems like a weird sort of, and are you trying to kill Maduro or a vacation? A vacation. Okay, great. Fabulous. There you go. Conference room were reserved for military deserters who had been involved in drug trafficking, shady financiers, and former Maduro officials. One attendee called it, quote, the Star Wars summit of anti-Maduro goofballs. Okay, so Dave, I'm going to need you to get me the contact information of the person who said that, and I'm going to talk to them about analogies for a little while. The meeting lasted two days. Jordan learned Alcala was planning to send 300 rebels into Venezuela in two groups to the cities of Maracaibo and Caracas. Alcala said he had picked 300 soldiers who abandoned Maduro and fled to Colombia. Uh, and uh, they, he found most of them in flop houses and in uh, street side encampments. Several dozen of the ex-Venezuelans were now living in three camps. Alcala had around the La, oh, I shouldn't even, La Guajara Pen, uh, Peninsula. One of them was the man who had tried to kill Maduro with a drone in 2018. So oh. uh, all, the, all the classics are there, the greats. So this yeah. guy's ready to Rambo up for a sequel for sure. Fuck yeah. Uh, so the plan was to... You guys talking about Maduro? <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't want to bring it up, but yeah, we are. You want to know what won't get him? Okay, what? I've heard this. I yeah. won't do it again. You're right. I keep. No, you're going to do it again. Just do it. Just say it so we can get you on. You can't with drone him to death. They'll get you. Okay. I tried. Yeah, we should have been a lot better at it. It's a fucking drone. You I know. didn't practice. I didn't know. It seems like it's so user friendly. I did everything up until that point. How would Goddamn you not thing. the drone? Okay. I, I didn't know the. Ra- I, no, you asked the question. Hear the answer. Okay. I didn't know what the range was. What the so, fuck? It says uh, it says it on the box. Like yeah, but then it has it? a button that's supposed to return it to you, and I kept clicking that, and that, I, the app didn't download properly. But, Do you know who uses? You know who uses drones? Who builds them themselves? And ISIS. ISIS knows how to kill people with drones. They do it all the fucking time. And you can't even you can't even take one out of a would box. You just shut up and let me tell you what the new plan is. Okay, what? We're gonna throw grenades at him 
from a helicopter. Okay. Okay. Is it the seventies? Like, what is that? That's a crazy. All right. Tweak. Man. We're going to throw drones at him from a helicopter. All right. I got to go. I got to go too, but I can't. Still here, um, huh? No. Nah. <laughs> you want to hear the story one more time, don't you? No. No. <laughs> so the plan is to go into Venezuela, kidnap, and take Maduro to America, where he'd be tried on drug charges. Then they would install. Plan. Yeah. Then they would install Guaido as president. Along the way, the groups would raid military bases and hopefully start a popular rebellion with the people that would lead to the end of Maduro's rule. So they're thinking once they get in there, everyone's going to join them. Like, Dave, you know, when Rocky's like, running. That sounds like a screenplay that's dying for notes. You know, you know, when Rocky's running through the Philadelphia streets and all the kids start running behind yeah, him. Yeah, right. They, they think it's like that. Right, right. But with yeah. an invasion. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, and, and, after, and after taking out a popular president. That's right. Uh, Jordan immediately told Alcala uh, he could help him. He's like, I, I, I hear you. I got this. He said Silver Corps could get the men ready for battle. They talked about weapons and equipment that, that would be needed. And Jordan estimated it would take about $1.5 for the whole operation. Jordan said he had connections high up in the Trump administration who would assist them. So it's all good. Oh, for God's sake. Uh, <laughs> uh, just, it's, it's just so – it's just – it's hard to believe. Uh, so after the two-day meeting, the American men who had introduced Jordan to Alcala stopped all contact with Jordan. They thought the plan was a suicide mission. Okay. Okay. Well, that's good to hear, at least, that somebody's like, hey, that's uh, too much. <laughs> when, when he returned from South America, Jordan began to take advantage of the Trump administration's desire. Uh, he began to look to take advantage of the Trump administration's desire to remove Madero from power. One of Jordan's business partners at Silver Corps, who the COO, said he was always, quote, chasing the golden baby, which in military talk means he was always looking for a get-rich-quick scheme. And it turns out Jordan was $100,000 in debt. There it is. A friend said, quote, he was having a lot of problems with debts. He had separated from his wife and was still paying her expenses in New York. <laughs> Excuse me. Excuse me. She lived in Arizona. So he's like, God damn it, I really screwed myself. She must have. She- <laughs> he's like, shit, she's still pretending she lives there even to me. So I got to pay her the New York rate. It's fucking, she's, she's coy. She's very good at this. Well, she says she lives uh, in Brooklyn, even though I see her in Scottsdale all the time. So uh, Jordan asked the COO of Supercore to help him raise money to oust Maduro. Just a, uh, just a normal conversation between sure. a couple of guys. Yeah. yeah, how to overthrow a president. Uh, the CEO said, quote, as supportive as you want to be as a friend, his head wasn't in the world of reality. Nothing he said lined up. Uh, sure. The CEO then ended their business partnership. And Dave, will you before you said the CEO wanted to end their business partnership, will you read the sentence you read just before that real quick? Because <laughs> I think it's important. As supportive as you want to be as a friend, his head wasn't in the world of reality. Nothing he said lined up. So I think you would find that sentiment in 85% of the episodes we do. (laughs) (laughs) That's probably true. Like where if we just if if we had a friend who just was like, hey, Ted, no. 
Like, okay, maybe, maybe it's okay now, but no. Uh, so, uh, meanwhile, in Venezuela around this time, Gaeto is trying to uh, get you started. This is when the trucks are on the bridge, and they're sure. pretending they're trying to get aid yeah. in, and they're saying there's medicine on the trucks, and then they burn the trucks, and they say, Maduro burned the trucks! And then there's video showing that it was actually Gaeto's guys who burned the trucks, and then they find out there's actually no medicine. It's just all surgical equipment. So, just, uh, so it's just all a bunch of bullshit. Enormous level of propaganda, right? Yeah, it's just all fucking nonsense. Yeah. So uh, uh, Jordan, around this time, manages to get himself introduced to President Trump's longtime bodyguard, Keith Schiller. Keith had gone to an event in D.C. that was set up to fund possible to find possible donors to uh, Jordan's cause. Oh Gaido's coordinator for delivering humanitarian aid was there. Uh, so Jordan's getting closer and closer. In April, Gaido tried to push... Another uprising in Venezuela, he fails again, which is what Gaeta seems to be best at, is failing. Uh, Jordan and Keith then met with Gaeta reps in Miami. Okay. Uh, they discussed <laughs> increasing. Okay. It's they, just, they he's, very, increasing. he's very close. It's very strange. Yeah. No, he's, <laughs> he's, he's getting closer. Uh-huh. They discussed increasing security for Gaeta and his advisors in Venezuela and around the world. But the meeting made it clear to Keith that Jordan was completely in over his head and incredibly naive. After the meeting, Keith cut off all contact with Jordan. So so what we're learning is things are good unless Jordan shows up. Yeah, anytime Jordan talks, other people are like, oh, I don't want to do this. Oh, that guy's crazy. And and if Trump's bodyguard is smarter than you, you're 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 in a lot of trouble. Yeah. So Jordan goes back to Colombia with four uh, combat vets, and they begin training. Alcala and Jordan didn't fully explain their plans when they met the men in the training camp. Some of the men were told they'd be part of a heavily armed convoy, and once the invasion started, they'd be in Caracas in 96 hours. The belief was as soon as fighting began, Maduro's hungry and demoralized army would just completely give up. Well, that's how, that's definitely how you want to estimate the enemy's strength. At just go with the. <laughs> I, I think they'll just be really lethargic, don't you? I feel like they'll be tired. Well, so here's the plan: we go in, and then they all just give up. Yeah, I think what's going to happen is we're going to be greeted as liberators. Oh God! Uh huh. Oh God! No, no, no! This has never been wrong before. <laughs> we know where they are. They're in the east, the west, the north, and the south. So Jordan at the camp fires up the men and gives them hope. There's a video that was shot that shows a Venezuelan man saying, quote, in a video of Goudreau's encounter with the group leaked to social media and confirmed by one. Oh, wait. So, sorry. So there's a video of a guy, of a Venezuelan guy saying to Gaeto, quote, Mr. Jordan, we want to give thanks to you for fighting for the freedom of a nation that is not yours. Thanks to you, we will all free Venezuela. Wow. So he's just brought to you by Hallmark. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Insane. Despite the connections made by Jordan with, you know, uh, the body, the bodyguard and whatever else, according to the AP quote, no serious attempts to seek military support were made. You, I, I think I meeting, know part, part of the plan is probably, you know, and then once we have the palace surrounded, that's when we put 
the shop teacher in. Wait, what? That's when we oh. move the shop teacher in. Yes. Wait. Yes. Okay. Uh, wh- where did the, who's the shop? Why is there a shop teacher? I'm sorry. Well, uh, you see this uh, gentleman here with the ruler and uh, the mm-hmm. pencil behind his ear? Yeah. Yeah, this is Mr. Duncan. He's a shop teacher. Hey. Or is he a private assassin? <laughs> I think everybody's understanding what I'm talking about finally. The plan is pretty straightforward. Mr. Duncan here will enter the president's home and pretend he's going to teach him how to make a birdhouse. As soon as Maduro, no, don't shake your head because there's more to this. Please let me finish. As soon as Maduro is struggling with the roof, which is uh, guaranteed, that's when Mr. Duncan will come over and offer to help him, which is when he will reveal that he's not at all a shop teacher. The ruler is actually a katana blade and the pencil is a detonator. We're going to blow the whole thing because we've wired it with C4. And that's when the shop teacher will take Maduro out over his shoulder and we will all get our dick sucked by anybody we want. Okay? What? That's how it's going to work. The battle will be over the well, second we get him out of there. It's like capture the flag. I wasn't with you, but then the last thing you said about the dicks, now I'm kind of in. That's I'm right, on. everybody. That's where people seem. I'm glad people stuck around for the ending. Hmm. That's right. Can we just go do that? Uh, and get we, rid of all the other stuff? Uh, Mr. Duncan, the shop teacher, has got to go in there first. All right? Okay. This okay. is the best of the best. This is the best plan okay. That anyone's ever finished talking about. Yep. 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 Thank you. Uh, so. Okay. So now in Colombia, there's an ex Navy SEAL who is somehow connected with other guys who are against Maduro. I'm going to run for president of the United States. <laughs> he gets. He gets sent to the training camps for some reason. Uh, he's he's sent there uh, to train them in medical training. So okay. uh, he's never met Jordan. He said, quote, there was no chance they were going to succeed without direct U.S. military in- intervention. He was just sent to give them medical training, refusing to give them arms training unless it was officially sanctioned by the U.S. And he gets there and he says the situation is not great. The men were staying in remote rural homes. They slept on floors. There was no running water. They had to use the local river to drink and wash their clothes. Meals were skipped because there wasn't enough food. They did not have rifles, so they were training with broomsticks. (laughs) This is like Firefest the Army. (sighs) There were five bombs. That's right. Now, again, pretend that broom's a rifle. Shoot it at the target, Danny. (laughs) There were there were five bomb sniffing dogs that had to be given away because they couldn't afford to feed them. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I goddamn wish these fucking things could smell food. <laughs> Would have been a smarter thing to give their noses the training for. The ex Navy SEAL told the men, quote, You guys, if you were backed by the US government, do you realize you would have plenty of food? It yeah, wasn't but- anywhere close. <laughs> what? Nothing. I mean, I just, were, these guys have got to be like, is there, this is garbage. Like, <laughs> like I, I feel like you're not going to do this. <laughs> so it's not close to the 300 men uh, promise. It's more like 60 guys. 
One Gaeto insider said, quote, it was like Game of Thrones. Everybody was pledging men, but they didn't all materialize. Uh. So the ex-Navy SEAL becomes worried when the men tell him that Jordan bragged about being security for Trump and that weapons were coming. Jordan also claimed... Jordan also claimed he would organize an air attack on Maduro's compound to help the invasion using U.S. helicopters flown by American pilots wearing Venezuelan military uniforms. I, honest to God, I'm like, this is, this is so telling that I don't know if, we're, if we have one foot in reality and one foot in delusion. I don't know what is real. What is it? I mean, how crazy is this guy? <laughs> oh, this is a, I mean, he's insane. Is this, this is all invented in his head for the most part. Whoop, whoop, food. Whoa, whoa, I told you. Um, so uh, the ex-Navy SEAL thought this all sounded crazy and like bullshit. So he looks up Jordan's Instagram and website and then told the man, quote, this guy is not who he says he is. Hey, what are you guys uh, looking at? What are you guys checking out on your phone? Your demeanors have shifted entirely. What are you guys reading about? Hey guys, hey guys, let's put the phones. Let's not. Does anybody? Let's not Google because there's so much misinformation out there. So let's just um, let's not hey, put your phones. Everybody seems a little weirder since they look at their phones. Let's not do that. I'm in charge here. Okay, I'm competent. Can I ask you one question, though, sir? I kind of want to say Why? no. Why are you running up a pyramid shirtless in the video? Oh, that's actually a softball. Uh, well, because I wanted to gain all of its knowledge. Okay, I'm going to go home. I'm, I'm going to go back to Bogota. This I'm is... going to come with you. That sounds great. No, 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 no. Uh, gonna, no. You and I are going to get married there. No, we're not. Okay, well, I guess I'll just stay here then. All right, guys, let's eat some of this dirt. The men gave the Navy SEAL a three-page list of supplies for the invasion that Jordan had written up in June. A time machine. (laughs) 320 assault rifles, Zodiac boats, 1 million in cash, night vision goggles, (laughs) Sharpies. uh, If you saw a kid writing this up in school, you would send the shop teacher therapist over to talk to them. I like that he has 1 million in cash and Sharpies on the same list. Let's go. Uh, we're going to need $1 million in cash. And then it uh, seems like we're going to be writing a lot more of these lists. Might want to get some Sharpies. That's going to be a separate budget from the money budget. Also, pistols and morphine. Okay. So uh, uh, but- that's pretty much what we need. Just drugs, some money, and some guns. Thank you. The line for an anti-take rocket launcher had not necessary written next to it. Actually, we've actually... Then thinking back on that, that's actually probably going to be a little too much for us. We don't want to go overboard. So just the million dollars and then uh, obviously all the pens. Uh, so there's no proof that the Trump administration knew what was happening. The Colombian government, opposition Venezuela politician and exiles were all aware of the camps. Some told U.S. officials for sure. Uh, there is there was one report that the that the. CIA knew and was like saying, Hey, you guys knocked this off. This is a really right. bad idea. Yeah. Uh, Akala went as far as to tell the Colombian national intelligence during a meeting all about the plan. He asked them to support him during this meeting. Alcala told Colombian intelligence that Jordan was an ex CIA agent and that he had a great relationship with him. 
And then Colombian intelligence asked the CIA about Jordan and found out he had never been in the CIA. Oh, my God. At, at, <laughs> at that point, Alcala was ordered to stop openly discussing, discussing his plans to invade Venezuela or his men would be kept out of, kicked out of Colombia. <laughs> this guy's really got the Midas touch, huh, Dave? Uh, now, no one knows where any money was coming from, uh, but it so seems it wasn't very money. much. Yeah. Uh, one person who allegedly promised support was Rowan Kraft, who the Washington Post described as, quote, an eccentric descendant of the cheese-making family. There we go. Finally. There we go. We've got our guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, so Kraft had been at the fundraiser in D.C., I, I, so, we, so we have a craft cheese man coming in as a character now. That's correct. How much cheese do you guys need? <laughs> All right. Here's what I can do. I can do a million pounds of liquid and a hundred million pounds of straight block. How many do you guys need in singles? I, this is where I, this is the limit that I have. This is my jam, man. Now you're this in my it. wheelhouse. This is it. Here, here, here's the plan. It's on the back of the box. Read this. Can I just say uh, four words to you guys? Welcome yes. to Cheese Town. And FYI, Cheese Town's two words. <laughs> uh, I had to think about that first. So, so Kraft had been at the fundraiser in D.C., uh, he starts trying to raise money with his rich friends. Kraft would tell his friends it was, quote, a private coup that was going to be done by Silvercore. He lured possible donors by promising preferential treatment to negotiate deals in Venezuelan oil and mining with the new Gallardo government. One man gave the AP a two-page unsigned document for a six-figure commitment in which Kraft described himself as the prime contractor of Venezuela. Wow. Uh, Kraft denies all of this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> By August. It kind of makes you not want to buy their macaroni anymore, doesn't it? <laughs> By August, it seems everyone knew about the training happening on the border to stage a coup. Maduro said, quote, the plan is to get 32 mercenaries into Venezuela to kill me and to kill Venezuelan revolutionary leaders. And they're going to do it with a woodshop teacher. <laughs> so now Juan Jose Rendon was born in Caracas in 1864. Okay. Uh, his parents were political organizer. JJ studied psychology. He got a bunch of degrees in uh, psychology, strategic planning, publicity, he goes to work on political campaigns. He founded an advertise, advertising company in Venezuela. He worked for an American political consultant. He starts consulting around Latin America. Uh, he helped Colombian President Juan Manuel Santos win re-election, but resigned as his campaign manager, as his campaign chief, in a following uh, re-election campaign in 2013 after he was accused of taking bribes from drug lords. Okay. Sure. So they could get immunity. Yep. In Mexico, he was accused of hiring a hacker to create a, quote, digital arts, digital dark arts campaign to swing their 2012 presidential election. The hacker also said he installed malware at opposition campaign headquarters, allowing his team to monitor the phones and computers of the other candidates. Okay. 
Now, the hacker is the one who accused JJ. He came out and said, this is all what happened. Okay. Uh, JJ said that never happened, but it all worked. The, the right-wing uh, uh, Mexican candidate won. Okay. Uh, the hacker said, quote, my job was to do actions of dirty war and psychological operations, black propaganda, rumors, the whole dark side of politics that nobody knows exists, but everyone can see. The Miami New Times called J.J. Rendon Latin America's Carl Rove. <laughs> what an honor. Not- <laughs> Carlos Rove! <laughs> yeah. J.J. was also one. the... JJ was also the main strategist for a Venezuelan candidate who ran against Maduro in 2013. And then that's the election where they claim fraud. Uh, So JJ becomes the go-to expert about talking about uh, the horrors of socialism in Venezuela. He calls himself an enemy of socialism. Maduro calls JJ the number one public enemy of the Venezuelan state. Then Maduro uh, takes away his passport says that J.J. is now stateless uh, and he's given political asylum in the U.S. Okay. Yeah. Where, yeah, where they'll, they'll love him. So, yeah, they do love him. Uh, so for months, Guido has been failing to get rid of Maduro. In 2019, August, his allies formed a secret committee to brainstorm new ways to remove Maduro. And J.J. was picked to lead the committee. Okay. One option the committee came up with was hiring security companies full of veterans to invade Venezuela with a private army. But the cost turned out to be a bit high. Every uh, security company they approached said it would cost between one and $1.5 billion. So he's going to like, it's, it's also just so disturbing that you can have (laughs) interviews. I know about it that you can be like, well, these, we like these guys better though. It's not like, I mean, it's just, it's not like a contractor. I mean, it is a contractor. (laughs) But I mean, the idea that you're like, well, we're taking bids for the gig. Well, it's what's his name? We did a, a Eric Prince, right? Yeah, exactly. This is who yeah. he's going to yeah. talk. Yeah. This is who he's going to talk to. And Eric Prince is like, well, it's about 1.5 billion. Yeah, right. To invade a country, we can we can overthrow your government and uh, create a coup for you for about 1.5 billion. Wow, that's a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> well, we were kind of hoping to keep it in the six figure range. Well, we can do it for six figures, but I mean, we're not sure. You know, he probably they they sometimes come back if we don't do it properly. You know, we can get him out of there for about six months, but then the spring comes and there you go. Your president's back next thing you know. So it's better for us to just do it in two sessions. Uh, But the committee really likes this idea. And in October, the committee and Silvacor meet. And they end up signing a deal. The deal is for Civil Corps to stage a coup in Venezuela. Wow. Section 4A, quote, an operation to capture slash detain slash remove Nicolas Maduro, remove the current regime and install the recognized Venezuelan president, Juan Guiado. How is that on paper? How is that in a deal? It's on paper. It's signed by J.J. Jordan uh, Rendon and also by Guiado. I can't. Why would why would why would Guaido sign that? Guaido, I have no fucking idea why he signed it, but he signed it as did Rendon. Why would and, you sign what is so? So the idea is that we're going to have a we're going to uh, this is a war crime contract. Okay, let's get everyone to sign this right here on the dotted line. There you go, right there. <laughs> 
Now, this is when Kraft said he bailed on the whole operation. He claims he met with Jordan three times and he never talked about any kind of military plan, just humanitarian aid. Once it became clear Jordan was only interested in a military resolution, Kraft bailed. Kraft, quote, I never gave him any money. That's what he told the AP anyway. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, more recruits were coming into the camps. Jordan got them uniforms. Training increased. They were taught close quarter compact. Sorry, combat. Now, JJ says after signing the agreement, Jordan began acting erratically. He kept asking for the $1.5 million retainer. Oh, did I did I mention how much it would cost? You mentioned yeah. how much it would oh. Well, no, how much would oh, this so, one cost? Oh, uh, sure, I left this part out. So uh, so he got connected to Silver Core. I, uh, sorry, I fucked this up. Um, so Jordan was somehow connected uh, with Silver Core, and he pitched the them in September, Okay, the whole committee. Sure. Jordan called the plan Operation Resolution. It was essentially the exact same idea as the Alcala plan, but instead of 300 men, it would be 800 men. And most importantly, Jordan wasn't asking for a billion. He told JJ he would do, do it for $2.3 million, which would all come off of Venezuelan's future oil profits. So he's like so a he's, startup. He's, yeah, so he's Enroning the... <laughs> Cool. That's right. The wow, only thing the way, he's asking by the for. Way, if you've heard 1.5 billion like three times, and then some guy's like, oh, we could do the whole thing about uh, you know, 2.3 million, but uh, that could just come out of oil in the future. You're like, what? Yes. So yes. 200, 213 million, but all he's asking for is 1.5 million up front, a 1.5 million retainer. Yeah, which is. <laughs> which really should show you you're about to get ripped off. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, right. So they signed the deal. Kraft is out. Uh, more recruits are coming in. Now, JJ says after signing the agreement, Jordan began acting erratically. He kept asking for the $1.5 million retainer, but was not offering up any proof that he had gotten 800 men or he was doing anything. Sure. So they wanted evidence. He Weird. had financial backing to pull this off and, you know, the technical sure. stuff. And sure. So they go, they're going back and forth, right? Yeah. Jordan keeps demanding the money, but he can never prove he had 800 men and at one, or could get 800 men. And at one point, Jordan sent JJ a text message, quote, I will get the 1.5 million the legal way. What a shame. We gave this to you on a silver platter and you fucked up the whole thing. <laughs> the idea. The idea that you're going to take him to court. Your Honor, I, your Honor, I understand what you're saying completely, and you should be upset at me. But we had a deal. I just – I don't know what you're not understanding about the law here. Oh, God. Uh, so so we murdered this give- guy together, but this guy didn't pay me, so I'm suing him. Can I have my money, Your Honor, judicial system, please now? So JJ gives Jordan 50K to see if it would just get him off his back and get him going on the deal. Sure. It did. Sure. It did not. Uh, nothing happens. Jordan texted JJ, quote, Washington is fully aware of your direct participation in the project, and I don't want them to lose faith. But he was losing faith because nothing was happening. Yeah. Now at this point, now at this point, word is completely out about the coup. 
A singer, Venezuelan. Is that, and is that a disadvantage? I'm not really, I don't really, I've never studied these dynamics in detail. But is that not something you want in a coup? You usually don't want people to know that you're doing okay. it. Okay, okay. Uh, a senior Venezuelan opposition official called it, quote, the worst kept secret in Venezuela. And yet, everyone, and now the CIA knows, Colombian intelligence knows, Venezuela knows. Everyone knows. And yet, and, and this guy in Florida knows, right? This group in Florida, uh, who Rubio, Senator Rubio is close with, except everyone says Trump doesn't know. Uh-huh. Sure. Right. The Trump sure. administration doesn't know. Sure. Another opposition official had four meetings with Jordan. Quote, I thought he was a very ambitious person. I also knew the plan was not going to work. Sure. In November, in JJ's By the way, condo. That like you were alluding to before, that is that should literally be the slogan of Silicon Valley. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So in November in JJ's Miami, this is November 2019, by the way, in November 2019, in JJ's Miami condo. So what you're saying is we're going back under a year. That's right. Right. Okay. So Jordan and JJ had what the Washington Post called a, quote, explosive argument. JJ and the committee considered Operation Resolution over, yet the planning continued. Jordan went to visit his men in training where he gave them a pep talk and taught them combat classes. In January, two special forces soldiers who had fought with Jordan in Iraq joined the effort and arrived at the Colombian camps. Can I just ask, Luke, can I just hit, can I bang the Firefest drum one more time and ask when Ja Rule shows yeah. up? Because that's when you're like, this is <laughs> over. Like, we have to be a day away from Ja Rule being like, yeah, all right. <laughs> Uh, Luke Denman was 34 and Arian, Aaron, oh, it must be Aaron. Just <laughs> Arian right sounds right Aaron. though. It's, it's Aaron, but it's spelled A-I-R-A-N. Whatever. It's uh, Aaron, Aaron, but I Ari- like it pronounced Arian. <laughs> uh, Aaron Barry's 41. They're both very decorated soldiers, uh, bronze medals, the whole, the whole, sure. the whole shebang. On February 2nd, 2020. All the men bonded, so they go down there. All the men bond watching the Super Bowl and the halftime show with Shakira and Jennifer Lopez. Oh boy. Quote, we, took a tip, we cooked a typical American meal that day, hamburgers. There, uh, Jordan promised them financial support. He said the men would get cars and motorci- motorcycles so they could move from town to town, and then weapons were coming through Columbia with the United States support. But none of that happened. You know, Dave, when I think about him running up that pyramid shirtless, I'm wondering, was it all just a scheme? <laughs> so the men become disillusioned. Uh, some uh, well, leave. Any idea why? I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Okay. So, so others start turning against each other because they became afraid Maduro had infiltrated their force with spies. <laughs> Jesus And that's Christ. because... And that's because he had. Of course, he. This is a. You cannot look. Loose lips maintain dictatorships. <laughs> who uh, who George, has who has a loose lipped coup? Look, we're going to take yes. about a year and a half with it, and I want us gossiping. Tell your wives. Oh oh, can we fly a blimp just over with a sign on the side that says "Coup"? Guys, coming? my only issue with that is it's going to get in the way of the Skyrider. But of course we can. We'll just tell him to go to different areas in the sky. 
Uh, Jordan's attorney sent JJ a letter demanding he pay the $1.5 million retainer. This lawyer. Yeah, fuck it. I'm in. Yeah, fuck it. (laughs) He did fuck us. Fuck him. You're a great lawyer. I'm not a lawyer. I just have legal. I just have legal paper. But fuck this guy. The letter you made it dirty clear. son of a bitch bastard. Comma. That's pretty good, right? Uh, you, you know what? I'm going to tell you to calm. Shut the fuck up, Jordan. We will literally skull fuck you if we don't get our fucking is money. That, is that a legal term? Yeah, no. I mean, it could. Here, I'll do it in legalese. We will literally and financially skull fuck you. Boom. Yours truly, for sure, a fucking lawyer. (laughs) Hardball, baby. The letter made it clear if Jordan didn't get the money, he would give the agreement to the press. And the press, uh, look, I have no faith in our media, but I would hope they would find an interesting thread or two within the complaint. They they would not care at all. They would literally write a, uh, they would write one thing about it on a, page 20 of a newspaper. Yeah. Yeah. So the committee and other opposition officials, Gaido, uh, start to worry, right? Things got worse when one of the rebels was arrested as he tried to sneak into Venezuela from Colombia. So one guy's like, I just want to go back home. This yeah. is just dumb. Excuse me. <laughs> Can I come back now? All my stuff is there. Ja rules here now. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Uh, the Colombian cops then stopped a truck full of new weapons and tactical equipment, scopes, night vision goggles, two-way radios, 26 assault rifles with no serial numbers, and 15 helmets made in Miami by an uh, immigrant family from Venezuela. The haul altogether was worth $150,000. So they were getting money from somewhere. Yes, but still, that, is, that sounds still like an inadequate amount of... Uh... Oh, Way inadequate. Yeah, like five helmets. All right, boys. So we're yeah. going to split them during combat. We'll just be tossing them around like rugby balls. Okay. Every hour, every hour, we switch helmets. We rotate. Or we just okay. Yeah, we're calling musical it helmets. We're calling it musical tactical gear, and here's how it works. <laughs> then the U.S. indicted Alcala and Maduro for being part of a narco terrorist conspiracy. The U.S. alleged that they had sent 250 tons of cocaine each year into the U.S. Uh, Alcala took responsibility for the truckload of weapons and equipment. He then attacked Gallardo for betraying him. He said a contract had been signed between his American advisors and J.J. Gallardo said he never signed a contract and that he didn't know Alcala. J.J. said his work with Gallardo was confidential. So all of the guys... All of the top guys are starting to, you know, yeah. get into fights with each other. Yeah. But Alcala Guaido surrendered. Signed- <laughs> I mean, I, I personally do not know. I know uh, about uh, the propping up of Guaido and all that stuff. But uh, from what I can hear so far, I don't have a lot of faith in him as a fake leader. <laughs> no, Guaido's. That's the one thing people don't realize about Gaido is that he's really a fucking idiot. Yeah. Like on top of all this, he's a really dumb idiot. Well, Dave, God, for, I mean, I, I personally, I doubt that we would ever put an empty vessel to be in charge of a country that has oil in it personally. But no, that's, I your mean, personal, you imagine, that's your personal, that's your personal way of operating and thinking. I just think it's a little dark. And could you imagine a right wing leader being an idiot? Uh, no, not, no, no. 
I can't imagine a party uh, leader from uh, either party being an idiot. That's why the <laughs> so, policies uh, always change when they get into office. That's right. So Alcala surrendered and was arrested in April in Colombia. Now on May first, and this is May, now we're in, May. May this you're is saying this month. This month, this happened. This is this month. On May first, I feel like I'm AP, about to see like little red lasers going through my window <laughs> on my head in a second. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, Dave, I gotta go. <laughs> on May 1st, the AP broke the story of the planned coup. The vet, uh, the the Navy uh, SEAL, ex-Navy SEAL, who gave the uh, medical training, he he assumed it was over. He told the AP, he's like, well, I assume it's over now. The story was out. They only had 100 or so men, while Venezuela has 343,000 active military personnel. So... As far as the numbers go, do you feel like there's an advantage on one side? Yeah, I think the invading force has the advantage because surprise. Same. Oh, wait, there's no surprise. Well, but still, they have those six helmets. That's right. The AP quote, the would-be insurrection appears to have disbanded as the coronavirus spread. Hmm. Most are broke, facing investigation by Colombian police and frustrated with Jordan Goudreau whom they blame for leading them astray. Maduro's government came out and bragged that they had infiltrated the camps. Quote, we knew everything. Some of their meetings we had to pay for. We knew everything, what they talked about, what they ate and drank, who financed them. That's how infiltrated they were. Look, fine. I'll order the pizzas. (laughs) Crazy. Isn't this crazy? But two days later, on May 3rd, 60 men in two fishing boats, armed with guns and two-way radios, set off to invade Venezuela. Is this the Finian Revolution? <laughs> the men? The Finian Re- Resolution was far better. Yes, yes. Good, but, all right. So, guys, uh, here's what we have now. We have eight slingshots, two fishing boats. <laughs> We've got a bunch of pebbles and some paper planes. Okay? Let's we go! Are, we're 60 strong, and we are moving like it. Let's do this! Let's do this, gentlemen. Uh, so as the, hold your sharpies high, guys, so they see them. That'll intimidate them. Hold your sharpie real high. As they uh, as they took off in the boats and, and were on the journey in the boats, many of the men became seasick and started vomiting in the boats. Good, good. Get it out now before we hit land. Now Jordan was not in one of the boats. That's strange. I wonder what was the he, problem. His job apparently was to go somewhere else and announce the invasion to the world. <laughs> interesting, interesting leadership. Uh, I just okay. So, guys, I've been doing uh, I've been doing a lot of just looking at the plans and how it all lays out. And I think we all do what our skill is. Our skills. Tommy's really good with guns. Jimmy's good at uh, uh, boat boating. You know, being a pilot of a boat. I'm really good at social media. I'm like that's my fucking thing. You know, so uh, are you going to announce it over Twitter? Yeah. Um. Okay. So not just Twitter, also Instagram, YouTube. Like I'm gonna fucking hit the Have goddamn you, internet. Sorry, sir. I don't mean to be this guy. Have you heard of Twitch? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't get Twitch yet. Like that's sort of a kid's well, thing. Well, I really I, just I, to be honest. If I, well, the more I hear it, the more I think Twitch might be the place to do it. Yeah, or TikTok, sir. Have you heard of TikTok? I don't, 
Yeah, yeah, I can do TikTok, but Twitch, like, I don't know how to monetize TikTok, it. I to, don't know. TikTok, the way to do it might be to do it to a dance. I think that's the way that a lot of them do it. But uh, if I may jump in, I feel sorry, sir. I feel like Twitch, what Twitch is going to provide you is sort of the audience experience. Uh, so, I mean, you might want to go with something okay, like so or something do you, like that. do you remember the part where I said, I'll do what I'm good at, which is social media, and you guys well, what, do the sir, shooting and the boating? What's your YouTube handle? Big chest, big chest Jimmy. You have a 512 followers. You know, actually, there's some people I know who actually have a better following. Here's what I'd say we do. Let's take a month or two. Let's get those numbers up a little bit by posting more consistently. And then maybe we could set up the Twitch and get your numbers there because I think it would be that. Or you could do that with TikTok too, sir. I think that still stands. Yeah, I'm not opposed to TikTok. I think what we're saying is either Twitch or TikTok, get those involved so you can really do a blast about it. Okay, well, we're going today because we lost the element of surprise. So Mm -hmm. we got to go in when they know we're coming, okay? Hmm. You know, I'll be honest, I forgot about the coup for a while. I just was so into the social media gap. <laughs> so, so the boats get there and uh, they get into a 45 minute gun battle with Venezuelan military helicopters, snipers, and even local fishermen who were mad at them. <laughs> the- Those were our boats. The men who survived tried to take uh, a boat to a nearby Dutch island, but couldn't get there and just ended up uh, being dropped in different places along the coast. Venezuelan authorities then just swooped in and arrested them. Venezuela announced they had stopped an early morning invasion that was attempting to kill President Maduro. Isn't that generous? And, And then Jordan released a video on social media. Wait, 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 his 60 person two boated coup failed and then he Uh dropped the, uh, the truth bomb about the coup. (laughs) After everybody, if you're watching this, Venezuela is now in the hands of Juan Guaido. (laughs) Hi, I'm Jordan. (laughs) I'm the one who saves schools by putting armed shop teachers in your classrooms. Right now, Maduro is on his way out in handcuffs, and the democratically elected Guaido, sorry, someone is shaking their head furiously at me, but I'm going to finish the announcement. Guaido is now on his way to power, and we might have lost the fishing boat or two. Stop shaking your head so furiously. (laughs) I'm posting this. This is live. It's a live stream. (laughs) So he... He's standing on... uh, It looks like they're on a riverbank, and he's with an ex-Venezuelan military officer, and they announced in English and Spanish that they had begun an operation to liberate Venezuela. Quote, a daring amphibious raid was launched from the border of Colombia deep into the heart of Caracas. Our units have been activated in the southwest and east of Venezuela. Jordan said his men had entered Venezuela. Jordan also tweeted about the invasion to President Trump. Quote, strike force incursion into Venezuela. 60 Venezuelan to American ex-Green Bay at real Donald Trump. Can you imagine, I mean, like them seeing that on the president's Twitter, like, Jesus, block him, block him. <laughs> President I mean, Trump, I followed your orders to a T, sir. I did everything you asked, sir. Uh, um, uh, the ex-Navy SEAL pointed out how stupid this was. If you're invading a country with a far inferior force, you don't announce it on social media. <laughs> mm, well, some would say. But. He was announcing an invasion that was already over. The men on the boats heading into Venezuela had been attacked 
uh, eight were killed, 13 captured. A few days later, more men were caught. Altogether, 34 of the men were captured. Two of them were Americans, Denman and Barry, who were paraded in front of Venezuelan TV cameras. I thought it was a tour. <laughs> I didn't understand what they were saying. I left my wife at the hotel. Still, the next day, Jordan told a Miami YouTube uh, channel that's focused on Venezuelan issues that the operation was a good one and that there were several cells that were still active, ready to attack Maduro. Who? He also said, that JJ and the committee. It's not happening. <laughs> he also said, JJ and the committee never paid him the retainer. Also, I am still owed $1.5 million and five Sharpies. <laughs> and he tried to fire up the Venezuelans. Quote, I just want to say to the Venezuelan people that there's people fighting on your behalf. <laughs> Meanwhile, Maduro. Who just has mocks- a boat? <laughs> so, Maduro's mocking them. He's saying they're playing Rambo. He's we're starting their- a we're starting a Gokumi fund. If anyone could just click the j- donate button. Maduro's holding up the tags of the Americans that were caught. He said the U.S. Uh, government was involved in the raid. So this greatly helps Maduro in his claim that the U.S. is using Gaido as a front uh, for a coup. Yeah. A video of Denman being interrogated was released in which he admits everything he was doing. Trump and the administration denies knowing anything about it. Jordan said he tried to get U.S. backing through an aide in Pence's office, but was unable to. Pence's office said there was absolutely no contact. Jordan was trying to get in touch with everyone at this point. Quote, I've tried to engage everybody I know at every level. Nobody's returning my calls. It's a nightmare. Oh, my God. What a victim. Good Lord. (laughs) The uh, white, affluent white men being victims is, uh, it's time to stop. Uh, but he said the operation is still ongoing. Mm-hmm. He claims JJ and the opposition betrayed him and that he wasn't doing it for money, but because it was the right thing to do. Quote, the world recognizing w- recognizes one guy as president. So they hired me to arrest the other person who has usurped his power, Nicholas Maduro. Now, even though Gallardo's signature is on the, committee agreement right just just the craziest the the craziest thing to do if he signed it five times and handed pens to other people there you go that's what (laughs) great yeah so he signed the coup paperwork Mm -hmm. uh he he still now he denies knowing anything about it he told the venezuela actually i do a heart over my eye so that's not me (laughs) he told the venezuelan legislature he has quote no relationship with uh Jordan Godot, nor responsibility for any actions. So a couple of days later, the Venezuelan government releases recorded audio of a phone conversation between <laughs> Jordan and Gallardo. Oh. In more, the conversation... More like, like Guaido! Uh, Guaido says the plan is the right move for his cause, and at the end of the call says, quote, let's go to work. Let's go to work. You're not recording this, are you? Okay, awesome. Thank you. (laughs) JJ says the contract was just a preliminary deal, more like an exploration to see if it would work. He also said the committee has other plans. Sure. 
Trump made fun of the attempt and said if the U.S. wanted to take out Venezuela, he wouldn't send a, quote, small little group. No, he would would commit an enormous army that would get us into another quagmire over oil. That's right. Uh, Maduro has called for an investigation to learn of Gallardo's involvement. Jordan Goudreau has stopped talking to the media. It became clear what he was really after was the $15 million bounty the U.S. had put on Maduro. Yes. The AP reported the U.S. is now investigating Jordan for violating arms trafficking laws. And that's in relation to the truck that was stopped. In. Right. Uh, so, well, I, so I, knowing, should, knowing um, our government, we'll get to the bottom of it. Okay. In, in, in Venezuela, uh, Guido has now uh, instigated two attempted coups um, and is not in prison, which is a, a weird thing. People call Maduro a dictator, but that's a super weird move for a dictator to let a guy yeah, who's tried two keep, coups to, to just walk around going. Yeah, to let him keep going. But now um, he has, uh, on paper, um, tried to start a coup. So he should uh, be in jail. Yeah. Ah, well, another heartwarming story, David. Thank you. Just gets us further on the radar of those that we detest. Yeah. All right. Well. I hope you're proud of yourself. We signed coups. We signed coups. America's foreign policy, coup control. Yeah. Yeah. Cut that part out. Cut that out. Okay. Go to the big laugh. Hit with the big laugh. Okay. Bye. Bye. Hey there, people listening to The Dollop. Uh, This is Gareth. Yes, the same guy. Listen, I have a new podcast called We're Here to Help that I'm doing with my friend Jake Johnson. It's basically a call and advice show where we don't say that we're professionals because we aren't, but we try to help people with problems that are important to them. You can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts, and it is out right now. So go listen to We're Here to Help with Jake and Gareth. We're here to help with Gareth and Jake. I don't remember how we did it, but either way, fun. Half Hour comes out Tuesday, August 22nd, and the episodes will be out every Tuesday and Friday. We're here to help. Oh, hey there, everybody. It's Gareth, you know, from this uh, this podcast. Uh, listen, I've got some stand-up shows. I'm inviting the Garmy, the Gareth Army, to join me for. I will be in Fort Collins, Colorado, August 18th and August 19th. I will be in Minneapolis, Minnesota, August 24th through August 26th at Acme. I will be going to the UK in September. Please join me. I will be in Glasgow, September 13th, London, September 15th, Dublin, September 17th, September 19th, Manchester, Birmingham, September 20th, Bristol, September 22nd, and Cardiff, September 24th. And then in November, I'll be in Australia. November 10th, almost sold out, I think. I'll be in Melbourne, Australia. Then I will be in Northbridge, Australia on November 15th. Adelaide, November 16th. Canberra, November 17th. Brisbane, November 18th. And then I will be in uh, Sydney on November 24th. Go to GarethReynolds.com for tickets. Garmy, let's get at it after it. Let's see you there.